Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Check with Tech, your guide to all things tech. I'm your host, Yassin Azam, and let's get started, shall we? First things first, Motorola is trying its best to get back in the business with uh, their newest mid-range phone, the Motorola One Fusion Plus. So what's so special about it? Well, for starters, you get a 6.5-inch LCD display with, get this, no interruptions so that means yes this phone is one of the few phones released in 2020 that come with a pop-up camera so you also get the snapdragon 730 6 gigs of ram 128 gigs of storage and a 5000 milliamp hour battery that's actually not bad at all uh, you get a usb-c port a micro sd card slot uh, the pop-up camera is 16 megapixels and you get four cameras on the back a 64 megapixel main camera, an 8 megapixel wide angle camera, a 5 megapixel macro camera, and a 2 megapixel depth camera. It is set to launch uh, later this month in Europe and will cost around $339. So, overall, this phone, I'm not a huge fan of the design. I just don't like the fact that the cameras are separate, that the cutout doesn't really blend the cameras together into uh, a shape like for example you have the oneplus 7t it's just a huge circle with three cameras uh, in it i liked the idea that the cutout can can blend the cameras together this doesn't do anything but i know that some people are fans of this design and just the fact that it does include a pop-up camera is impressive especially in 2020. I mean, it's weird that in 2019, we thought that the pop-up camera was supposed to be the future, but it's weird that now most phones have, uh, prefer a hole punch cutout more than a pop-up camera. I mean, it makes sense for, uh, for an IP68 water certification, but not privacy. Overall, it sounds like a good mid-range phone, especially for the price. So one of the few major phone manufacturers that have disappeared was HTC. They have been basically the most popular phone manufacturers before suddenly, without anyone knowing it, HTC just blacked out. But now it seems that HTC is confident enough to come back into the smartphone market with the phone which you don't know anything of yet except the announcement date. Uh, it is officially teased with a save the date uh, image, which also includes the date uh, 16th of June of this year. So hopefully in, uh, in a couple of days, we will get the announcement of HTC's comeback. And now we come to the highlight of this episode, the hardware reveal of the PlayStation 5. This has been one of the most anticipated pro products of 2020. And does it hold up to the reputation? We'll find out now. So before we start with the new information, uh, let's start with a recap of what we did know before uh, yesterday's announcement at the, at the day of this recording. So uh, in March, uh, we knew that the PlayStation 5 uh, would have a custom 8-core AMD CPU with Zen 2 architecture clocked at 3.5 gigahertz. Uh, and we also know that it's uh, a custom GPU also based on AMD's RDNA 2 architecture uh, which supposedly promises 
10.28 teraflops and 36 compute units both are clocked at 2.23 gigahertz and to have uh, 16 gigabytes of gddr6 ram and a custom 825 gigabyte ssd which sony said that would be really fast so just a little bit of comparison uh, for bandwidth the ps4 had 50 to 100 megabytes per second but the PlayStation 5 had at least 5 gigabytes. Uh, for the seek time, you get 2 to 50 milliseconds on the PS4. Uh, and on the PS5, Sony said instantaneous. Impressive. Uh, for the load times, you get 1 gigabyte in 20 seconds for the PlayStation 4. And 2 gigabytes in 0.27 seconds uh, in the PS5. So already, that is a huge loading speed upgrade. That was what we knew before the reveal of the PlayStation 5 in its true form. But now we have a little bit more information, but it's still as impressive as before. So it has the same specs as uh, the one we discussed a minute ago. Uh, but we do know some facts about resolution. So the PlayStation 5 will support 8K graphics, which is just insane. Uh, and if you don't own an 8K TV, you can use it on a 4K TV. And even with that, you do get 120Hz refresh rate on 4K. So that's by itself just more impressive than the PlayStation 4 in a landslide. And 3D audio, I mean, sure, not all speakers are uh, compatible with 3D audio, you just need to get a pair of headsets and uh, that's much better uh, if you want to use 3D audio. But then we talk about the design itself and I was right when I said on Twitter that it looked futuristic because, oh my god. So one thing to note is that it's the first PlayStation since the PS2 that could be uh, put uh, vertically instead of always horizontally on the PS3 and PS4. So that's a good upgrade. But then this is what I'm trying to describe how it looks. A black bar in the middle with curved white sides to it and you get blue heat vents. Uh, a USB-A and USB-C port on, uh, on the front and then you get a stand that you can use it to put the PS5 in vertical or horizontal mode so either way you do get your preferred uh, orientation and uh, on the side you do get the, the, the disk drive there is a digital only version uh, of the PS5 or you can't use any Blu-ray discs, you need to download the games digital and digitally, but supposedly it makes the PS5 digital edition cheaper and lighter, but so far we don't know anything about pricing. And with the announcement of the console itself, you do get the first look at some new accessories. So of course uh, you get the DualSense control, not DualShock, DualSense because apparently it's completely different than the DualShock controller even though it's almost the same design but a little bit curved and it has more white in it and with that you do get a new HD camera uh, 
the Pulse 3D wireless uh, headset, and a media remote. Uh, oh yeah, and also the, the DualSense charging station. So, does it look better than the PS4? Well, I mean, it's actually more controversial than we thought it would be. Uh, because some people don't like the fact that it looks so futuristic and really just it looks like it's from an alien planet. I mean, some people think that's a good thing and some people think that's a bad thing. I mean, I honestly think that it's uh, it's it looks it looks very different from the PlayStation 4 and I respect that design change. But I do like the consistency of the PS4 more than the PlayStation 5. And of course, Sony just had to show any game that would be compatible with the PS5. I mean, that would be unnatural to not show that. So they did show a couple of great looking games. And I think it would be better looking if you actually got a hold of the PlayStation 5 and an 8K TV. So you get a good look at these games. But of course, you don't get a whole lot of information because it's still... In development I believe but we do get some highlights such as uh, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart which is a surprise especially for me Horizon Forbidden West and the sequel to Marvel Spider-Man Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales uh, Gran Turismo 7 and Resident Evil Village that is a hefty amount of big-name games and What's most surprising about it is Ratchet and Clank. I mean, I'm I'm down if they wanted to revive the series again, and I'm happy that they did, honestly. So, now the question remains, which one is more valuable, the Xbox Series X or the PlayStation 5? Honestly, I would go for the Xbox Series X, and it's not because the PlayStation 5 looks bad, not by a long shot, it looks absolutely gorgeous. But the problem is that it feels so unnatural when you put it to basically any surroundings. And I just feel that uh, the Xbox Series X feels more natural with any furniture, really. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we go to the tiny topics. The, the segment that isn't really focused a lot on them, but that doesn't mean that they're not useless. Okay, something big just came up. Apple will hold a virtual WWDC keynote uh, in June 22nd at 1 p.m. ET. So if you want to watch it live, you can. The Huawei P40 Pro Plus will go international starting June 25th. And it will be available everywhere except, of course, the United States. Verizon now sells the millimeter wave 5G version of the Samsung Galaxy S20, but now has 8 gigs of RAM instead of 12 on the regular version. Quibi adds a Chromecast support uh, if you want to watch these shows on the big screen. Okay, but I don't know how the rotating screen would work because most TVs can't rotate, but nonetheless a good feature. And finally, Google is going to end Google Plus starting next month and will replace it with Google Currents. And that, my friends, closes the book of everything that happened this week. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please make sure to listen to the other episodes in the podcast and don't be afraid to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. As always, this is Yasin Azam signing out. See you next weekend.